that's land from the ones who make us beautiful. The help us regain our wonderful. Giving us good dogs that make us say to you, welcome to the good life, yeah, this is so powerful. Sit down, relax, and take notes. What you eat today will be your push-ups. A wake-up call to all your dead dreams. Listen up now and say bye to your evil day. Hello everyone once again. Welcome to Beauty Care Pod. As you know, it's always me and Fola. Yes. Hi everyone. So today it's a really exciting day for us. Mm -hmm. We have someone who is a marketing professional and she's a licensed esthetician also. And we are sure a lot of people um, would have met her or known her through a lot of the campaigns she has run on social media. And I mean, we are always excited to be with her. Her name is Tiffany and she would, I mean, introduce herself in a bit. But before she introduces herself, I want to just say a little bit more about her. And I think um, she deserves that. Of course. She is someone who is very passionate about helping other licensed institutions succeed. And she's so passionate that she also has um, a directory for black estheticians in the industry and i've seen her work on the directory for years and i've seen it um grow big and big and bigger every single year so welcome with us to beauty care pod tiffany (laughs) hi tiffany thank you so much thank you so please introduce yourself to the listeners so my name is tiffany madwa as tolu said i am a licensed esthetician I have been um, licensed for um, over five years. I don't want to give the exact number because I can't believe it, but it's been over five (laughs) years now. (laughs) And um, I'm actually not practicing right now. I'm just focusing on building up the directory, which is called Spasho. It's S-P-A-S-H-O.com, Spasho. And I've been developing it for about three years and it's a passion project of mine. I love it. Um, And it's kind of been a slow build a little bit because, um, you know, I'm working um, full-time job and then I have a child and, you know, so it's just kind of, you know, challenging sometimes balancing everything, but I hope at some point that I will build this up to be a full-time a job for myself um, um or full-time business i should say um but yeah um and you know the the goal is just to really increase the visibility of black estheticians because oftentimes it's hard to find estheticians who have darker skin types who understand darker skin types um so just wanted to really um be able to build a national database for estheticians where people in particular cities or whether you're traveling, you can find an esthetician that looks like you and understands skin of color. Oh, great. That's so great. So uh, we we know it's quite like we the uh, things you already explained to us and everything. Being a mommy, I always say, is a, is a old job on its own. So let's... Go back yeah. the memory lane and talk about your childhood. What was it like growing up? Oh, my childhood. I had a really great childhood. I grew up in Ohio, a really small town. Um, it's about maybe 25,000, 30,000 
called Alliance Ohio, and it's right near Canton. That's where the Football Hall of Fame is. And um, grew up with my parents. You know, I had an older brother. Um, and then my grandmother would watch me as my parents worked. And I had a cousin, Kenya. We were the same age, a, a boy. And we would hang out and get into lots of mischief and get in trouble from my grandmother. Um, and just, um, yeah, just, you know, I was kind of a tomboy. You know, I like to race boys, I like to climb trees, I like to get in dirt, you know. Wow. Um, so, you know. Fast forward now, I'm like, dirt, please. You know. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was definitely a tomboy, you know, as a child. And my dad uh, was a professor in our town. It was a town called Mount, well, the, uh, the college was called Mount Union College in Alliance. Okay. And so my dad was a professor and so I, I loved writing. He, he was a writer. And so I, that's where I learned, you know, my writing skills, you know, that passion. Mm. So really did, you know, tomboy stuff, but then also a lot of writing and um, kind of artistic stuff as well. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. So that's where your um, passion for writing came from too. Yes, very much because my parents, you know, they were always reading books. They were always reading um, about, you know, like African-American literature, okay. um, American literature, you know, Hemingway. So we always had books in our house and, you know, we had to, my brother and I had to like turn off the TV at a certain time and we had to just, um, you know, read a book and like write about it for like an hour or two sometimes. Wow. So definitely, you know, writing and literature were very big in our home. Wow. Wow. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. So how did you find your way into becoming an esthetician? So I, you know, my mom, I don't, well, I don't want to blame my mom, but she didn't really cook that much. Um, okay. And we would, you know, eat at my grandmother's house a lot. My mom is an excellent cook, but she just didn't enjoy cooking a lot. So for me, I kind of became addicted to French fries. Like yeah. I would always, you know, be eating French fries all the time. And, you know, I kind of think that that... And I was also a vegetarian. So my parents thought like, who is this weird little child? You know, like <laughs> she doesn't eat meat, you know, and I was very particular about what I wanted to eat. So I oftentimes eat like lots of potato chips and lots of uh, French fries, potatoes just to kind of fill me up. Mm. And so that was like my go-to food. And so eventually I developed skin problems and mm. I'm pretty sure it was probably because of, I, you know, I was eating so many potatoes, so much oil, oh. things like that. And so, um, you know, my parents were, you know, really helpful with trying to figure out ways, you know, buying different products and things like that to help clear my skin up. But it just seemed like it, you know, just was it just nothing would work, you know. And so, um, so I, you know, kind of started changing my diet when I got into college. I started, you know, eating more healthy vegetarian food rather than just, you know, carbs and things like that. And right. then so, um, so eventually I found out about facials and I started getting facials and facials really, really helped to clear my skin. I met an esthetician. I got actually a lot of, um, uh, gift cards for a facialist in Beverly Hills. Mm. Um, so I had from Ohio, I had moved to California at this point. So fast forward okay. some years. So I had, um, moved to the LA area and a friend had given me, um, a discount or, a, well, um, uh, what's the word I'm trying to, th um, 
a, a, a gift card, a gift card for, you know, several, several different um, facials for okay. a few months. So I was getting weekly facials and my skin started clearing up. And wow. so I really started seeing the power of facials. And so eventually, you know, that gift card ran out and I couldn't afford to get facials on my own. And so I met another esthetician who um, lived very close to me. And so she asked me to do some marketing work for her. And so she would pretty much give me facials for free. And so I started learning a lot from her. She actually put me into um, esthetician school. Um, And so um, from there, my skin, I was able to start taking care of my own skin. Mm -hmm. And then I wanted to also do that for other people. Oh, that's so nice. Wow, this is great. I mean, I I see... Um, would I say favor in all of these things? Because yes. it started from you meeting someone who gave you gift cards to go to the facials. At the end of the day, when you couldn't afford the facials, you were still able to go on with the facials in exchange for a service you could easily provide. I mean, this is it shows that definitely you are someone who is um, favored. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you know what? And really, Tolu, it's um, funny because I remember after that gift card ran out, then I kind of didn't know how to take care of my skin myself and it was breaking out. And I literally yeah. got on my knees and I was praying like, please, God, like, show me what am I doing wrong? Like, mm. help me. And then shortly after, that's when I met the other estheticians. So I know that that was the most high in his grace, you know. That was awesome. So awesome. That's so great, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you told us this story. Let us um, ask right now. It is about you telling us about your marketing journey as well as how it um, meets up or cooperates with the fact that you have a passion for helping other estheticians serve their clients better using the strategies that you provide? Well, that's a good question because I actually at some point would love to talk to both of you because I know that you all are very good in marketing. And my marketing um, journey, it's more from the angle of writing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I told you I grew up as, you know, writing. Um, and so I am a copywriter by trade. Mm-hmm. Um And so, you know, copywriters are like advertising writers. Mm -hmm, And so I've, you know, I worked for Mattel, you know, like Barbie Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, like different action figures. So that's been the bulk of what I've been doing as a writer. And so when it comes to marketing, you know, I think with marketing, you're still always learning all the time because the Mm -hmm. market changes so much, you know, like right now, TikTok is like the king of, you know, like getting yourself out there, you know, and so, you know, when you look at my Instagram, for instance, you know, I am not really consistent with posting. Mm. I need to do that more. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, we have like the national black estheticians week, which is coming up next month. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'm going to have to start getting on social media more to promote that. Mm -hmm. Um, but in terms of marketing, you know, a lot of estheticians, they are so, you know, self-sufficient and self-reliant when it comes to marketing. Like not only are they like the talent with doing the work, but Mm -hmm. estheticians, like they really are running like these amazing marketing campaigns all the time, you know? Mm -hmm. So I really admire a lot of estheticians for doing so much work, you know, um, around their marketing. So 
you know, even though like told you called me a marketing, I think expert, you know, I definitely don't consider myself to be a marketing expert, more so in terms of like the writing aspect. But I think I'm still figuring this out, just like so many people and I even could be behind <laughs> in some ways, because, you know, um, you know, social media is just, um, it's, it's a job in and of itself. You know, social media is a, a huge task. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, the most important thing, I mean, if I could give any tips, you know, to anyone, um, you know, your, your visuals are so important. Um, and then just having a, a good story, you know, so each post has to have a, a very good story, you know, good copy, as we call it as copywriters, good wording, you know, um, and depending on, you know, what that, topic is or what your message is, you know, you don't want to go too long with things, but you want to be able to get straight to the point and make it very engaging and kind of draw in your audience. So I hope that was somewhat helpful. <laughs> yeah, know. absolutely. You nailed it. Yeah, because um, it's it's um, a bit funny um, that you don't consider yourself as a marketing expert, <laughs> but definitely we know you are one because at the end of the day, marketing... Um, goes hand in hand with storytelling. Yeah. So yeah. we know you are great because you are a good great storyteller. storyteller. I mean wow. some of the some of the yes. posts that you had written for the skin games in the past, I track them and I see that they are still, I mean, performing really well on the SEO part of things. So um based on the work I've seen you do and the value we've gotten from the reach that we've gotten from some of those posts that you have written for the skin games, that is at least those are the things that I can use to make a judgment. You are really good at what you do and the results speak for themselves. Right. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. You should have told me that earlier, Tolu. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been talking that up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but thank you. And, you know, just... Um, just to add a little bit extra, like I mentioned TikTok, you know, mm-hmm. I I don't like to be in front of the camera too much. Mm-hmm. I don't like to, um, I really like, my passion is really helping to promote other people, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, I, you know, I'm kind of more introverted. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, doing this, I'm like, gosh, you know, I have this business I'm so passionate about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it has really literally spread word of mouth, you know, mm-hmm. so it's kind of spread but I know I have to kind of start taking it to the next level. And I'm mm. really like praying about the whole TikTok thing. Cause I really don't want to have to do that, but <laughs> it seems like that's where things are going. And mm. so I'm going to have to like get there at some point, you know? Mm-hmm. So I actually wanted to talk to both of you about that, what your thoughts <laughs> were about that. And we can talk, you know, yeah, absolutely. Right. 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 But yeah. definitely. Yeah. And um, you, you would have noticed one of the things that what I and my wife have been trying to do is get our faces out there more often because we just looked at the numbers and we looked at the data in front of us. We realized it's impossible to establish yourself as an authority no matter how introverted you are, you have to get your face out there. Yeah. It's what, um, it's one of the most valuable things that will help um, people build trust with, with you because yes. even as people, you don't want to deal with a faceless um, pers- um, business. So there has to be a face behind the business, even if it's not yours. So um, yeah. for estheticians, for example, definitely um, it's easier when people see their face more often so that way people can feel like they know them a yes. bit more. And 
I mean, our podcast, for example, too, is a great way for people to understand people's perspectives a little bit more because the valuable um, content we create here um, helps to motivate other people who are trying to probably just start in the skincare or the beauty business with makeup, lashes, waxing, whatever the case might be. And then um, they can look and be like, oh, this person's story feels like my story and I should be able to, you know, I mean, take um, solace or um, support from this story and try to walk my way up the ladder. And we hope that we are able to do that with this podcast. And we want to say a very big thank you to every professional, including you, that has decided to bless us with your time on this show. Yes, <laughs> yes. You, you guys are the best. Oh, yeah. No, happy. So happy to be um, that you asked me. So, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. So um, tell us everything about how Spatial started and, you know, what it stands for. So, yeah, so Spasho started, um, it, well, I, the story that I tell is it started when I moved from California to the Seattle area and I wanted to actually get a facial myself. I wasn't mm-hmm. licensed in uh, Washington state. And so, you know, I can obviously give myself facials, but it's always so much nicer to have a facial done. And so I was looking for an esthetician in my area and I was hoping to find um, an African-American esthetician because I was kind of dealing with some hyperpigmentation issues and I wanted to discuss that. I just wanted to get another opinion. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't find another Black esthetician anywhere. And so I was just like, you know, wouldn't it be so great if there was like a directory where I could find someone that looked like me who really understood mm-hmm. my skin? Mm-hmm. And so... Um, when I think back, actually, it kind of even started some years earlier. This is right before I became a licensed esthetician. Um, One of my friends in LA had told me about this great esthetician her and her cousin had gone to, like the woman was amazing. So I went to her and she was amazing. And so she was asking very detailed questions about your diet, um, if you ate certain foods, because those were trigger, um, like acne triggers and things that you need to be careful about. And so she just took so much time on your skin and then really educating you. So it was like such a thorough consultation and such a thorough facial. It was like really amazing. And so when it came like maybe the next month or so, when I went to book with her again, we couldn't find her. Like no one knew where she was. Um, We called the spa, you know, obviously, and they said that they didn't know where she was. And so for years, like we always talk about like, where is she? Who was this woman? You know, (laughs) couldn't remember her name. And so when I think about like both of those, you know, my own story about trying to find an esthetician look like me. And then this woman who kind of disappeared. I mean, she could be on spot show for all I know. I have no idea now she could be lifted. But um, I just think that it's, you know, for me, it's so important to be able to have this database, this directory, this like one place where you're able to go to, to mm-hmm. find estheticians that you right. can really connect right. with. You know? So that's really how it started. It was kind of like, you know, I don't want to say selfish, but it was like my own personal need. And then Mm -hmm. I realized that other people needed that as well. Mm -hmm. And so the name came from, um, you know, I wanted something that was 
easy to remember. That was one word. And I was reading about the owners of the people who started Yelp.com, that directory. And so they were giving um, suggestions around names, just saying that it should be something very easy, very unique. And so I came up with spa show. I remember kind of in the middle of the night and I was thinking, okay, well, spa and then S H O um, is kind of like for show, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, spa show. So if you're on spa show, <laughs> like you're for show, you yeah. know? Right. <laughs> like, so cool. Yes, our show was for show, you know, so that's how, you know, I kind of wow. came up. Wow. <laughs> so brilliant. I mean, now that we have the backstory, we feel like we are OGs. Yes. I, I feel like I was part of it all along. <laughs> wow, so cool. So, um, now let us um, dive deeper into your upcoming show. Um, it's the National Black Estheticians Week. Um, how did you get started and what are we celebrating what are we uh what are people going to what value are estheticians going to gain by attending um the national black estetician week on special yeah so actually it's funny right around the time that i um came up with the directory idea i got in contact with a group on Facebook. Um, It's called the Best Association. It's Black Estheticians and Skin Therapists. And so it's a Facebook group that's um, about maybe 2,000 Black estheticians from all over the world, actually, um, primarily, of course, in the United States. And the owner and I started talking and I shared my directory idea with her. She was very supportive of it. And so she allowed me to promote the directory there. And then so I also, you know, kind of shared this idea like, hey, you know, I have this idea about, you know, creating a day or a week that celebrates Black estheticians just to really raise our visibility to, you know, increase awareness that, you know, we exist. And so she was like, oh, I think that's a great idea. So we kind of brainstormed and then um, we decided to do a whole week instead of a day. And so that was in 2019 when we started kind of brainstorming. Mm -hmm. And then um, 20 February, 2020 was our first year actually celebrating it. And so it was pretty much me coming up with social media prompts, just like, why'd you become an esthetician? And why are you Mm -hmm. passionate about skincare? Things Mm -hmm. like that. And then, so I had no idea if anyone was going to participate because I posted it in the group and people were like, oh, this is a great idea. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that was pretty much it. So I um, had these prompts and then I had... um, one friend who was actually in the group and I asked her if she would promote it on her Instagram. And so she Mm -hmm. said she would. And then, um, so surprisingly people just kind of started posting it and it kind of grew beyond the group. It was just kind of focused, you know, in the group at first and it kind of grew beyond the group and people like, I didn't know that this even existed. Like when did this start? You know? And I'm like, we just started, (laughs) you know, we just kind of started it. And then so people just started sharing it and then it slowly started growing. So this is Mm -hmm. our third year. Mm -hmm. And so for the third year, I really wanted to kind of um, kick it up a notch and have um, speakers. So for Mm. the previous two years, it's just only been on social media. But for this year, we wanted to get speakers. And so Katina from the best group, she's still like supporting me and, you know, Mm -hmm. we'll brainstorm ideas. Mm. Um, 
So this year we have a number of skincare companies, like professional skincare lines. So mm-hmm. the skin games, of course, Jennifer, she's mm-hmm. helping to support, you know, with promotional support, you know, mm-hmm. and we have, um, several skincare magazines like Dermascope, mm-hmm. Skin Inc., um, Skin Deep, which is a part of ASCP, which mm-hmm. is kind of like provides like insurance for estheticians. Mm-hmm. So they're um, supporting and um, uh, ASCP and Skin Deep, the editor, she's going to be one of the speakers. Yes. And this is a very also important year because we are supporting the Tanya A. Haymond Fund. Okay. And that is a woman who passed away of melanoma, which is um uh, skin cancer. And mm-hmm. so it's a very, um, for African-Americans, it's very aggressive um, skin cancer. It can be very aggressive for us because it's diagnosed late because oftentimes us with darker skin don't think that we can get skin cancer. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people don't, you know, if you're having issues, you're not sure what's going on. You definitely don't think it's skin cancer. Yeah, true. And so- This particular woman, she passed away, unfortunately, from melanoma. And her sister, her name is Tereska James, she created a fund called the Tanya A. Heyman Melanoma Fund. And so we're going to be supporting that. And so that's also now the fund um, is now under the University of Texas at Austin. And so we're going to be, um, uh, you know, doing kind of a donation drive for that fund and just bringing more awareness and education about skin cancer within the black community. Okay. So the one of the doctors who is the main researcher on this fund, he's going to speak on February 22nd. So the National Black Esthetician Estheticians Week or INBU as we call it, it starts on February 22nd and it goes into Tuesday um February 28th. So it begins Tuesday, February 22nd into Monday, actually, I'm sorry, um, February 28th. And so we have the doctor from Texas who's going to be speaking about melanoma. We have Tereska James, the sister of Tanya A. Heyman. We okay. have Lisa Van Bakken, who's the owner of Skinscript, a very popular mm. skincare line in the professional yeah. community. Mm-hmm. Um, Pamela Springer, who is a master esthetician. She's been practicing for over 25 years. Mm-hmm. She's going to be discussing hyperpigmentation, We have PCA, which is another very um, well-known professional line Mm -hmm. in the skincare community. Um, We have Katie Anderson. She's the editor from Skin Inc. We have Jacqueline Hill. She's going to be speaking from Image Skin. Um, We have Katina Gilmore, who is my partner in Inbu. Um, We have uh, different spa consultants, um, Alish Pierce. She is an esthetician and also a branding expert. Mm-hmm. Um, Toshiana Baker is a spa consultant, spa expert. Mm-hmm. Eunice Kofi, um, she's an expert with, uh, she's actually a, um, a chemist, a skincare chemist. Okay. And so she'll be speaking about skin. So we just have a wealth of people. We actually have the owner of Black Girl Sunscreen, which is a very popular sunscreen line for um, skin of color. She'll be uh, speaking. So we just have a number of people um, speaking. And so, you know, I encourage everyone to come out. It's not just for African-Americans. It's for everyone, you know, so, right. so this will be talking about, you know, um, you know, best practices for skincare, 
however, particularly when it comes to darker skin, but Mm -hmm. there's something for everyone for sure. Okay. So, I mean, if um, we have other estheticians who who also treat people with darker skin and want to learn more about um, um, skin of color, it's a great place for them to come learn. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Because, you know, skin of color is becoming, you know, more popular. You know, we see like Rihanna and so many other skincare lines are starting to pop up, you know, that really are catered towards skincare and, or, you know, dark skin of color. And a number of estheticians who are not African-American are learning about skin of color. So definitely this is for, you know, everyone for sure. And we have um, two men who will be speaking about skincare, and then um, we have uh, a man named Keon Davis, who is a juicing expert. He owns a juicing business, and he'll be discussing skincare um, from the juicing perspective, you know, nutrition in terms of like okay. how to juice, you know, um, what, what uh, juices are good for skincare. Wow. That's awesome. That's a really nice one. Yes, it is. Okay, so um, we totally had fun <laughs> all along listening to the stories that um you uh, you have um you know given us and also would like to know five things people barely know about you. <laughs> that's, oh my that's where the fun comes in. Oh god, <laughs> I don't know how fun that's gonna be because <laughs> I don't um <laughs> so um. I used to, well, I still kind of have fantasies of this. I like, I always wanted to be a rapper. So, um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. No, it's I, I hope you like our intro. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, you know, because being a writer, you know, like, even though I did mm-hmm. advertising writing, like, I would write poetry and things like that. So, mm-hmm. I would. You know, sometimes write raps sometimes. So I always wow. wanted to be a rapper. And so sometimes when I'm in the car, I'll still pretend I'm rapping. You know, I'm like, you know, mm. I'm on stage. <laughs> <a rapper. laughs> so I always wanted to do that. Um, let's see, what else? Um, I don't know. I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty low key. You know, I, I do a lot of Bible reading. You know, I, I okay, read well. a lot. Um I, gosh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of boring a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking of something interesting. Probably something naughty you did um, as a kid. Something, <laughs> anything. At least we know that we can add the fact that you used to be a tomboy to the list. Yes, we yes. can add that. Yes. Um. So this is something kind of, I mean, it's interesting, but kind of, you know, so (laughs) some years back I went to Egypt with my parents and my cousin. And um, so I have a picture. So we went to go see the pyramids and, you know, uh, my mom didn't go, but it was me, my my dad and my cousin, and then some friends that, um, some Egyptian friends that we had. And so there's a picture of me on a camel and everyone is like, you know, smiling, you know, excited to be on the camel. But the particular camel that 
that was next to me was trying to bite me. Whoa. So the whole entire time, so we have this picture where the camel is trying to bite me. <laughs> I'm sorry, I did not mean to. So, so everyone's like smiling, you know, facing the camera, but I'm like screaming and like my hands are flailing trying to get this camel to stop biting me. And oh my so goodness. Nobody else seems to like like notice that in the picture, which I guess is good. But if you look, you can see that. Yeah, the camera right my leg. <laughs> um, and so let me see. I actually have this on the Skin Games, the bio, but um, uh, maybe a lot of people don't know. It's a part of my bio, but I don't really have the bio widely out there except for on the Skin Games. But okay. So I used to work for um, The View, the TV show The View, and Barbara Walters was my boss. And so when I worked for... Um, the view, there was a makeup artist um, named Eve Pearl and we became friends. And wow. so she told me she was writing a book about makeup and she asked if I would help to write like a chapter that she could take to use as an example to wow. show like how she wanted her book to, you know, sound, get the tone and everything like that. Wow. So I wrote um, two short chapters and so I thought it was just going to be like a sample, but they actually ended up being like a part of her book, you know, so wow. I'm really excited. Wow. Wow. Chapters of her book. Big deal. And <laughs> That's a big, big deal. And then so not only did I, you know, help write part of the book, um, I'm also a model in the book. So I'm wow. a model in there and then I'm, I'm on the cover, like a small photo, like she has several models in the cover, <laughs> but there's a small photo of me um, on the cover of her book. So that's another thing people don't know, I guess. Oh, great. <laughs> that's so awesome for us to have here on our podcast and this will bring us to the very end of uh, today's edition thank you so much Tiffany for honoring our invitation and um, we hope that when next we <laughs> ask you to please join us on the podcast you'd be glad to do so we would love to have absolutely. you again absolutely absolutely all right thank you so much <laughs> thank you it was so much fun having you yes yes i had a good laugh and if um, you are listening to this early enough make sure to attend the spa shows um national black Association week yeah and even if you are listening to this after it has happened wait for the next one and make sure you become you, a part of it. Yes, make sure so, you participate. Exactly. And um, quick question: Would there be replays for the um, for these talks? I mean, the presentations. Yes, there should be. I'm working with a company, a media company um, okay. in California, awesome. and so I believe there will be. Yes. Okay, All so right. you can always. Um, I would leave links to how to get in touch with um, Tiffany if you need to so that you can get more information about her. You want to sponsor, be a sponsor, or you want to work with um, Spatial, you can always get in touch with Tiffany on that. And I'm sure very soon we'll have to, be, we'll be able to do some other episode, probably about um, storytelling for institutions. I think that one will be great. That would be awesome, honestly. Oh, yeah, I would love that. I would love that, definitely. <laughs> All right. So um, goodbye from us, everyone. Yeah, bye. Thank you. Okay, bye. Thank you.